during a first time ever colon hydrotherapy session, I'm not going to push that envelope at all. All right. Um, for my experienced colon hydrotherapy receivers, uh, they know that envelope, right? But if some, if a client says stop, I'm going to stop. And so when, for our listening um, audience, that means that the, the way that we make the path of least resistance go further in the colon instead of coming out is that I, I do change a, a lever on my machine. And so it doesn't allow the water to come back out, which means that the water is going to fill. And normally what people feel when they're about full is pressure at the rectum, which is where all those wonderful nerve endings are. And then they just say stop and we re-release. Re um, I find that pushing that envelope at all during the first session is just not as beneficial as just allowing the body to do what it wants to do when and how it wants to do it. You are listening to The Dr. Haley Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you optimize your health. Each episode, there will be an interview or a message to help you discover better health. We will be featuring health radicals on the show to bring new ideas to the table, as well as doubling down on key fundamentals to support you living your best life. Your host is no other than the founder of Haley Nutrition, Dr. Michael Haley. Today, I'm following up with colon hydrotherapist and more, Gail Nass. You can check out episode number 14 for Gail's credentials and for more complete introduction. We discussed colon hydrotherapy in detail, and I asked her every question that I had prior to getting my first colonic. Also joining me today is my lovely wife and yogi extraordinaire, Michelle, who's had colon hydrotherapy many times over the years. In this episode, we are going to review my first colon hydrotherapy experience. As a thank you to our loyal subscribers, when you visit Haley Nutrition, you can use the coupon code Colonic, C-O-L-O-N-I-C, to get 10% off your purchases through October 31st of 2021. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we again have Gail Noss on our show and my lovely wife, Michelle, joining us for a discussion, a follow-up discussion. Gail, I met with you last week and had my first colon hydrotherapy experience. Well, <laughs> yes, you did. And uh, number one, I really enjoyed our first podcast that we did. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, being of service and um, being able to give you a colon hydrotherapy session, your first ever. And I'm Extremely excited to come back and talk to you and your wife, Michelle, about your experiences. Yes. So thank you for having me back. How was it? It was exciting. It was exciting, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I actually, um, so I had you on my show on a previous episode and I had asked a gazillion questions because not having had that experience, I wanted to know what was coming. So if anyone hasn't had that colon hydrotherapy experience and they're thinking about going and and all the questions that you might have in your head before going there, I believe, look up that previous podcast. It was very in-depth. And Michelle, you have had, had colon hydrotherapy for before. For years, for years. Um, so I thought it would be nice to have you on. So this is after the fact, and uh, I get to be a little bit um, 
well, vulnerable here telling about my first experience. And we have the professional Gail to answer any additional questions that might come up. So, you know, when I got to your place, um, I thought, wow, this this is sweet. It's a, it was a, a spa uh, close to the ocean. It had that whole spa ocean environment kind of thing. We saw some massage rooms on the way in, uh, a place to do, um, you know, manicures, pedicures. And you had saunas in the rooms where there were massage therapy. True. Yes. I'm so glad that you mentioned it. Uh, Unique to our spa is that we have individual um, private wet steam rooms attached to every massage therapy room. And so Uh, When you go and get a massage, you have the opportunity to get a private steam and uh, an exfoliation, if you like, uh, then shower off and then lay down on the table. The therapist comes back in and gives a great one hour massage. And I also noticed, again, like I like massage therapy. Uh, One of the rooms had the things hanging from the ceiling that, you know, you can actually have people walking on your spine. Uh, it's called Ashiatsu, and yes, we do have one room that's equipped with those bars so that you 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 can receive that therapy as well. And so, as yeah. we made our way into the through the entire big location uh, to the back of the facility where the plumbing is. <laughs> yep, <laughs> we, do plumbing. we do need plumbing. We do need plumbing. Was the colon hydrotherapy room, which was uh, nice in the back, and it's private little area with its own uh, facilities for restroom, changing room. Dedicated restroom so you can change and you can use the restroom before and after the session without having to leave the the confines of the private room. And I noticed that, you know, the colon hydrotherapy unit is kind of like mounted to the wall and there was a series of, I believe, six filters going into it. For what purpose? Well, okay, so thank you. Um, putting filtered water into the body is extremely important. It's just it's just not city tap water because I'm not going to drink that. So what we have to do is we have to make sure that the water is extremely clean that's going into your body because the large intestine's job is to uptake, to recycle water from the waste material coming out of the small intestine. And then it goes into the large intestine and then it gets reabsorbed into the body and that goes straight to the liver. So if you are uptaking toxic material into the liver, then you're just overtaxing the rest of the body. Yeah, and um, you know it's interesting because a carbon filter, I think, takes like 99%, 99.9% of the impurities out of the water. And if you have six of them in a row, <laughs> I'm guessing you're getting pretty pure, straight H2O at that point. Correct. Um, you had mentioned that a lot of people for their first colon hydrotherapy sessions, were you nervous the first time you went? Yeah, very nervous. Okay. It was uncomfortable. Okay. And the first person who did it for me was an older man named Izzy. I don't know if you know that name. Oh, I remember Izzy. Uh, yeah. Is he still around? No, he's he transitioned years ago. Oh, God bless him and his wife, Michelle. I would go yes. to his place on 84 in Davie. Correct. And he was just awesome. It was my first time. And 
he just made me feel so comfortable, even though he kept forgetting my name, which is Michelle, <laughs> his wife's name. But, um, we got a good laugh at it. So, and I would do every year, three sessions with him. And then I found someone else in Hollywood and started going to her. Very good. I'm glad you found both of them. And, and he is dear, sweet, sweetheart. Love him so much. Family. And reflexology I used to do with him as well. Yeah, he was, uh, he's a leader. He was a leader in the reflexology world. Definitely. Yeah. And in yeah. our colonarchy therapy world. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So you had a great therapist. I sure did. I sure did. And I would you were imagine. nervous the first time. I'm sorry, Mike. I, I would imagine, you know, if you're chosen this profession, you're going to be pretty professional because you have to be. And if you're not, you're probably not going to last anyway. So true. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people people are going to be nervous and they're they're supposed to be nervous because they've never had it done before. So your nervous system is working just beautifully when you're nervous. <clears throat> so we let we allow that to be. We acknowledge that, we allow it, and you eventually move through it when it's right for you, right? So uh, it's part of my job and, and actually, you know, my honor to be able to just be in the space to allow you to hold space for you, to be a presence for that, to let that move through, because that's really important to allow it instead of just having to cover it up and brave it through and because then I have a client that um, doesn't want to show me that they're nervous. And then that's just a lot of extra work, right, for the client to go through. And that doesn't allow the body to release, which is what they're there for. You know, you know, it's funny because that was probably me. I don't want I don't want anyone to know that I'm nervous. Um, and I wasn't up until a point and you did prepare me and you told me, you know, people will uh, get on the table and you'll say, OK, you know, sit this way and they'll sit that way instead. And and, you know, you'll tell them how to do everything and they'll do it all opposite of what you suggested. But I knew that going in. So I think I followed instructions. Did I do anything? Yeah. <laughs> you did really well. You did really well. You passed the test. <laughs> all right. Very, very, very nice. Um, and then, you know, you gave very specific instructions of what to do beforehand and, and um, you know, take off everything and put this robe on open in the back. But I had to check because did she say tie it in the back or leave it open and stuff? Um, you know, so I'm supposed to be completely naked instead of this, but this robe with open and okay, can I wear my socks? Cause I don't want to be like naked under the robe. So I wore my socks and, you know, perfect cozy feet. <laughs> <laughs> can I at least have my socks on? Yes. You can also, um, very often if people come in, uh, with a shirt and pants on, their shirts can stay on as well. Uh, we just need the waist down area to be available. And uh, do you like it open? The... <laughs> I'm sorry, what? He got completely naked. <laughs> no, I had my socks on. And Without the, your shirt, though. <laughs> and a very professional robe that covered a lot. So, yeah, we were good. Oh, yeah. Funny. It's the typical treatment gown, you know, that yeah. does open in the back and um and there's no reason to close it in the back as you walk out I don't see your back at all you lay down and then I cover you with a towel from the waist down as well so I am an extremely modest therapist yeah and I fully expect my 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 clients to be just as modest as I am I nice. am very uh, modest we've been married for two and a half years and she hasn't even seen me naked yet so <laughs> 
You keep your socks on. <laughs> he keeps his socks on. Sometimes a beanie. <laughs> I, I, I like my beanie. I like to stay warm and cozy. That's like the socks thing, you know. You got to keep your feet warm and your ears. And yeah, mom told me if I, you know, keep my ears warm, I'll never get sick. And so, hey, mom. Um, and then uh, when it came to, uh, you know, okay, we're situated on the table. We're going to sit this way, and then it got real. It's like, Oh, this is really happening. So now I started getting a little bit nervous, but, uh, it was really very, um, you know, professional and comfortable and, um, painless. Um, you know, I, I'm one of those people where, you know, I, I can't be in the same space having a bowel movement or urinating or whatever like that, you know, stage fright and everything it's just you know it's one of those things you know I, I need my own private little space so this is the first time sharing that space in a sense with someone else and uh but it was okay it was it was I was completely not completely I was very comfortable very good thank you well <laughs> one of the reasons I think that people are more comfortable there than um than using the restroom with other people around is that our body naturally makes us some noises and there's other processes that could happen. And that is kind of um, daunting to do in front or, or with around other people where in a colon hydrotherapy session, number one, you're with a professional. Number two, uh, the speculum is attached to some tubes and the waste tube that is attached to the speculum. Okay, I have to back up here. The speculum is inserted into your body. It has two openings at the very end. One is for a water line to go through and one is for the waste hose to come out. So by the time that things leave your body, it's you're already distanced from that. And then it goes through a four foot tube and then into um, our device where you can see the, we call lovingly call them the stuffies. Um, as it goes through the view tube and then you can take a look at that before it goes straight to the sewer. So it's kind of, there's a disconnect by that time. Yes. And just to clarify, you said view tube, not YouTube. It's not going to be on YouTube. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Well, Well, some of my clients have posted on Instagram during their, they've gotten out their camera and said, watch this. (laughs) <laughs> and the, the speculum the you know insertion you uh offered me the option of you know do do i want to help you with that or you want uh me to do it and you know go ahead you know you've i'm sure you've done it a thousand times so um and you know you showed me how it works and how there was uh something that you know kind of makes it go in easier and then that part comes out and you know and uh, you showed me how it would be anchored underneath so I didn't have to fear about it, you know, having a blowout and it, it shooting out or and anything. There was out, a yeah. little anchor to it that's kind of tucked underneath me, um, yeah. which you very quickly snuck in there because I didn't even see you notice you do it. And I said, well, did, did you anchor? Yeah, I already did that. Okay. When you had me moving on the table and getting in the position, I guess. Um, and then you mentioned we, there would be probably a series of fills and that the first fill would be on the you know a small fill and you told me what I would feel with the water temperature and where I would feel that and everything like that and yes it was exactly as you had described if I missed anything 
Um, no, I think that you're doing really, really well. <clears throat> um, I do like to just give instructions or, or information one step ahead um, as we go through the process. So, cause I hate surprises. I, like I really that. don't, I don't, I don't do Me well either. with surprises in my life or in my therapy treatments, no matter what kind of therapy I'm receiving, just tell me ahead. So I, I, you know, I know a little bit. And so if, um, when I do that, hopefully there's no surprises for my client and you're right. The first fill, um, is an educational fill so that your body can learn about how that's going to feel. Cause that's a new feeling as well. Everything is new the first time. So we do like to, de to describe that. So may I describe a little bit about that for sure. our listeners? Okay. So when we start, um, what we do is we allow the water to go in and water and potential waste to come out at the same time. It's just a cycle. And we call that an empty cycle. So it's the emptying part of a fill and empty cycle. And so, and we call it the empty cycle because if your contents of your large intestine want to empty out at that time, it could. Normally in the first couple of minutes, we don't see anything. It's clear water because it's kind of like on a rinse cycle. Um, and your body is getting used to the water. It's getting used to the room, the sound of my voice, everything else that's going on. And the water starts to soften the fecal matter. That's what we want it to do. We want the water to do the work. So we just let all that process go. So you've got water going in, water and waste going out. It's coming out of your body easily because that's the path of least resistance. However, we want to get the entire large intestine, the entire five feet of that large intestine, with water in it so we can soften all of the fecal matter in there and then let that come out. So we have to do a fill <clears throat> that, and that stops the path of least resistance from coming out and it actually goes further in. And we do that at a very, very low rate. In fact, for those listeners who um, have experienced doing enemas, you can deliver up to five pounds per square inch of pressure by giving yourself an enema. And on a fill in a professional colon hydrotherapy device, you are at a half a pound per square inch. So four and a half pounds per square inch less pressure than, than a typical enema. So much easier, much easier. And you don't have to get up and sit on the toilet and, you know, all of that. It's all handled right there comfortably. Yeah. And I have uh, had coffee enemas before and, Yes, there's a, you know, you feel a pressure and an urgency. And I don't, I didn't really experience that at all. You didn't? With colonic irrigation, no. Oh. No. They, they, they call me the gentle one and that's why. Because <laughs> oh. usually when I would get my colonics, I would be like, oh no, it, yeah, stop, stop, stop. Because I would feel like I was about to explode. Yeah. And she would check to see how much water I was taking in. And she would say, I need you to get a little bit past this line. And then next time, get past this line to fill up more and more. Well, during a first time ever colon hydrotherapy session, I'm not going to push that envelope at all. All right. Um, for my experienced colon hydrotherapy receivers, uh, they know that envelope. 
right? But if some if a client says stop, I'm going to stop. And so when for our listening um, audience, that means that the the way that we make the path of least resistance go further in the colon instead of coming out is that I, I do change a, a lever on my machine. And so it doesn't allow the water to come back out, which means that the water is going to fill. And normally what people feel when they're about full is pressure at the rectum, which is where all those wonderful nerve endings are. And then they just say stop and we re-release. Re um, I find that pushing that envelope at all during the first session is just not as beneficial as just allowing the body to do what it wants to do, when and how it wants to do it. But my, my more experienced colon hydrotherapy receivers, they will push that envelope. And do you encourage pushing that envelope? Not all the time, no. I don't. I don't. But that is a, that is a typical. It's, it's going up to your threshold. But um, I want my clients to be as comfortable as possible. So I, and when in doubt, we stop. We just stop. It's like, no. And because you can always continue and do another fill, another release, another fill until you exactly. feel like you're yeah. done enough. Mm -hmm. And not all, okay, so not all colon hydrotherapy sessions are the same. In fact, I've had hundreds and not two of them are ever the same. So there are times when all you need to do is put that speculum inside my body, turn the water on, and I might release for 45 minutes straight. Then there's other times that I need a little bit more encouragement and I have to fill and release, fill and release, fill and release to get something going. There's times where massage, abdominal massage will help trigger the releases, a mechanical more of an, uh, an action needs to happen. Um, and there's times that I don't want somebody to touch my abdomen. And there's times where somebody can do reflexology, like Izzy used to do on, on the feet and get another release to happen. So it depends on what bag of um, tools that the therapist, whatever their background is, brings into the session that they'll go ahead and use. I've used craniosychotherapy and things like that. How often do you get them done? Well, it's kind of like the shoemaker's kids. Um, so I get them done as often as I possibly can. I get them done immediately if I start feeling a sore throat or scratchiness at the, at the back of my throat. When I think that I'm about to come down with something, I will get on the table immediately, immediately. Because I know that if I allow my body to help, if I allow myself to have something help get rid of the toxins that are dumping into my, into my colon and get that out of my body, the faster that process will be. You know, germs can't live in high heat, right? So we, we have fevers for a purpose, for a purpose. That's our body's own innate intelligence to say, hey, something's going on. Let's heat up. Let's get something done here. Let's burn off the, these germs. And maybe we need to surround it with a lot of mucus, right? Which is why we get a cold, we get stuffy nose, so we can get out the mucus. Well, our body wants to exit those things out of our bodies. So if you get a colon hydrotherapy session, then that happens to, to go faster. In fact, um, I can readily remember three times in my life when I've had a spike fever. I, if there was, excuse me for the audience that's listening, if there was an orifice in my body that could be oozing something, it was. Um, I had, my glands were swollen. I felt awful. And I got on the table. I got a colonic. And during my session, 
my fever broke. During my session, my glands went back down to normal and I was able to go back to work after that. So that's when I that's when I really get in there and get something done in a preventive way, just because I happen to like to feel good. I um, I will at least try after hundreds and hundreds of colon hydrotherapy sessions. I will I'll do at least four times a year. One for one for the season. I have people come for seasonally, and there's four seasons, and so we do one a season. I've got people that come to me on their birthdays every year. That's um, what I would get into. every yeah. year my birthday, and then I would schedule for three of them Very for good. one year. Yeah. yeah. And I would just do it once a month, January, February, March, and then be done. Very good. I want to thank you again for joining us today. And as a reminder, at HaleyNutrition.com, now through October, the end of October 2021, use the coupon code Kalonic. C-O-L-O-N-I-C to get 10% off your entire order. I want to go back into the uh, uh, procedure a little bit, just to talk about some of the things that um, people would expect that might happen. Um, You had mentioned that you could kind of force a fill in a sense, close the valve, but then you also, and this is getting a little uh, maybe personal for me, and that's okay. Um, you mentioned, oh, that you said that was a spontaneous release. Is a spontaneous release going against that valve closed, or does that mean that it's what is it? What's what's happening? Um, okay, so a spon- for me, a spontaneous release is that when there is just water running in and coming out at the same time that your body says, okay, I I can go ahead and release whatever's there. The presence of water inside the large intestine is going to trigger something that's called peristaltic behavior, which is your muscle movement. And so if there's enough water going by and things are starting to move around and uh, because while we're doing our colon hypotherapy, your body is still working. So if it decides like I'm going to go ahead and release, it can spontaneously go ahead and release. And when I said that, uh, there hadn't been any, I hadn't been doing massage right before that. I hadn't been doing, we didn't do a fill. There was no other action going on except your body saying, I'm going to release. Okay. And is that, so is that, does that have to do anything with the position that you had the valve in? No, (laughs) no, no, it didn't. All right, no. So if the valve was closed and you were doing a force fill, that could still happen where people... No, 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 no. Well, okay, the force... I'm sorry. Because you, you, you said something about like you have a valve that you can turn to do like a forced fill. Well, okay, the word forced is kind of tough. Um, <laughs> so when we put you... When we purposely put you on a fill, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn off the water flow completely to your body. I'm going to turn the valve on the machine to a fill position, and then I'm going to slowly start the water back in. When you feel full and you want to release, you're going to say the word stop because my right hand has been trained over the last 30 years to go ahead and take action when it hears the word stop. And we turn the valve over to the empty cycle again, and then you can empty out. So so during your spontaneous release, nothing that hadn't happened. There was nothing else going on. Okay. Is that, and when you say, uh, you know, you turn the water, the fill off, 
is there like a valve that opens up to allow the release or is that always like a pressure sensitive or? Um, so within the device, it, it's whether or not it allows the water to empty or not. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I understand your question. So in other words, are you controlling some kind of gate that either allows water to come out or not? When I put you on a fill, yes. Okay. Okay. The, the, the device does that. So it doesn't allow water to go, go. It allows the path of least resistance to go in the opposite direction. Okay. And then it'll open up and then water and waste can come out. All right. So now, now we're going to get a little graphic here. Okay. Cause you know, a lot of people are just listening only. And uh, so I'm being a little descriptive here, a little transparent. <laughs> um, oh. Here's this view tube, and the first thing I see looks like this slinky kind of, I don't know, you know those, <laughs> you know those, you know like those door springs that when you were a kid, you would, uh, you know, the door stoppers, and you hit them, and they, and if you stretched one out, it was almost like a coiled kind of, I don't know what it was. Now, it went by kind of quick, so I didn't get to see, um, but there's only way we would know what that was if we caught it but it went where it went where well it went into the sewer <laughs> it went right out to the sewer so it went never... right out to the sewer we get good things come can go by very very quickly and then it goes right out to the sewer we can collect in some of the devices there are ways that we uh can collect specimens and we've done that before oh okay. and then, so and then once you collect them you can put them underneath the microscope but for most people, everything's just going right out into the sanitary waste. Oh, and then into the view tube and then right out into the sewer, just like a, a, to a toilet sewer. As if you flush the toilet. Goodbye. Yep, that's it. Go. Yeah. And uh, and then I guess if you do enough fills and people eventually stop releasing, uh, you know, six filtered water, spring water comes out of a person, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's... Okay, so Dr. Mike, there's always more to release. There's yeah. always more to release. And so at, at we target a 45 minute mark and sometimes we close a little early, a couple minutes, or sometimes we have to go a little late because your body is in one of those releases and there's no stopping it if it's in the middle of a release. But we wait for a quiet time where you're only releasing clear water and then mm -hmm. we bring the session to a close. Okay. Typically, how long does one session last? 45 minutes. It's, it's, it's targeted for 45 minutes. And then after that, like I remember after the session, I would go into the bathroom and I would be there for maybe another 10 minutes. Yes. So although when we're closing down the session uh, and you're just emptying clear water. It's a nice quiet time to go ahead and close the session down. And I allow that as much water. And at that time you might have another release. So I have to turn the water back on and rinse that through. Um, but we wait until it's nice and quiet and as much water comes out of you as possible. And then, um, and, and we'll wait as long as possible for that to happen. But when you turn over to your left side, and the speculum comes out and you sit up all the water that's left inside of you, if there's any, um, and there normally is, then gravity will take effect on that. So you'll need to sit down on the toilet just to make sure that um, you can evacuate the rest. 
And it's different. Just like there's no two colon hydrotherapy sessions that are the same, no two after the experiences are ever the same either. Sometimes you release a lot more into the toilet, which is just fine. Um, and then sometimes not at all. So it's, it's, all, it's all different. What I care about is we get water in and we get water and waste out. So if that happens on the table or if that happens in the restroom later, whatever happens. And sometimes people are so nervous so so nervous that it doesn't happen until the toilet. Oh, wow! Yeah, I think I emptied out in the machine on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know it's funny because you said, well, some people might you know think, oh, well, this is a a, a weight loss thing. It's not. It's a cleansing thing. Um, the reason I when I got home and got on the scale was three pounds lighter is because I was no longer full of feces. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and that could be a very, very typical experience is that people feel so much lighter and brighter and, and cause their, the weight of the bowel is different. Right. Um, and it's kind of fun sometimes when somebody knows that they've lost a lot of weight it's not that they've lost body mass and body weight. They've lost the weight of fecal material, right? So when people look at it as a weight loss plan, I get concerned because it's not about weight loss. And I have had many people, believe it or not, that have been so dehydrated before that they absorb so much of the water that they've actually gained a couple of sure. And that gets very depressing. If you're if you're on a weight loss res, regimen and you gain weight because you gain enough water weight, and that doesn't last, folks. For those people that are need are concerned about their weight, uh, it doesn't last. It's just that that you you are that dehydrated that the body just uptakes all that water and says, "I'm going to take it." And if that's the case, then we're really working a lot on um, hydrating the body more than just taking care of the colon. In my, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, awesome. How um, do you feel now? I feel great. And, and I want to make an appointment for a session. I'd be happy to, even though it's not January, February, March yet. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well, I haven't done it in probably three years. So okay. I'm, I'm overdue. I do um, coffee enemas, which I love doing those but get a little deeper. Yeah, coffee enemas are fantastic. Um, for those listeners, um, you know, Mike and Michelle can tell you about their experiences or you can go to the Gerson Institute for instructions and information and videos about how to give yourself a coffee enema. Yeah, they're valuable in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And, you know, like you mentioned, not as cleansing, um, probably getting just a lower section of the large intestine, uh, maybe just the rectum. Uh, but there's the descending, the transverse, the ascending on the other side. And um, you had indicated it's about five feet of large intestine. You know, who knows how much you're getting with a coffee and maybe you're cleansing a foot of it. Uh, enemas are designed eight to 10 inches, um, to, to clean out eight to 10 inches of the most distal end of the colon, uh, where colon hydrotherapy, it's intended to get the entire five feet 
um, a colon. So, and what's also important here is that if you take that colon and you cut it open and spread it out, it's gonna fill a volleyball field. It has that much surface area. So that's just a lot to expect from, uh, you know, an enema. <laughs> Yeah. And on that same note, you know, it's interesting if you think about the surface area with all the folds and the, you know, um, projections and then transverse projections on them, the surface area being compacted in there, stuff that, you know, I liked your analogy of the lasagna pan uh, because yes, you put the lasagna pan in there and if you wash it, there's still layers on. And if you soak it and wash it again, there's or you can just soak it, soak it really good and everything loosens up and uh, comes out. And exactly, it seemed to me that was my experience on the colonic irrigation table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, there's always more. There's always more because while we're doing colon hydrotherapy, your body is still processing what you ate the day before and the day before that and the day before that. And if you don't have good transit time, then you're still processing what you had last week. And you get to see it in the view tube too. At one point I was like, so, oh, yeah. look, there's the strawberries. <laughs> we, talk you know a lot little... about, we talk a lot about chewing. Well, <laughs> what, what, what I saw was, uh, you know, when you eat strawberries, there's like those little things that get stuck in your teeth. Those, they're almost like little pieces of wood. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, you saw water with a bunch of those on the bottom. It's like, yeah, that was my strawberry smoothie last night. So there it goes. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yesterday I saw a lot of um, potato skins. And my client says, oh, my goodness, uh, I, I really did not eat that potato well. And it, was evident. it, it was evident it was potato skins. It was like, oh, wow. So chewing your food is really important. If, you're, if you don't chew your food and mix it with the saliva in your mouth, which has the amylase, carbohydrate digestion starts in the mouth. So if you don't chew your food and get that to a very liquid state before you swallow it, your stomach can't identify it with it and work with it. And so it just keeps bogging down the system and passing through. And it just, and then it goes, potato skins come out. And, you know, I laugh about that and I'll joke about that with my clients, but I come from where I speak because during one of my sessions uh, 25 years ago, I had had a, a wonderful salad the night before and I had made all this fresh organic stuff and chopped it up and I spent the money on the salad and I put black olives in there and I sliced the black olives and so I could spread out that wonderful taste throughout my entire salad and I ate it and the next day I had a colonic and half a black olive without a tooth mark on it came tumbling through the clear water. And I'm going, why did I bother spending the money? Chopping it up? I got no nutrients out of that at all. Not even a tooth mark on it. You didn't so, even taste taste that piece. No, I didn't. I didn't. There's nothing. There's no benefit nowhere. You know, I like people to understand, you know, when you're chewing your food, because ultimately you really do very little digesting. Um, when you chew up your food, you're preparing it for your microbiome to do the digesting. They consume it and process it and digest it for you, turning it into this bio sludge of their excretions that your intestines sink, to, sink into and absorb the nutrients from their 
efforts, but we need to chew our food and prepare it for them. I wonder what it would be like doing a colonic irrigation on a competitive uh, food eater. You know, those competition guys like, uh, I forget his name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We'll get in. Not, not, there goes an olive. There goes half a hot dog. There's another half a hot dog because they eat like 30 hot dogs in about 10 minutes, you know. I never thought that. Yeah, that would be a challenge. (laughs) That would be a challenge. (laughs) Gail, I want to thank you so much. You're uh, very professional. You have a beautiful facility there in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, it was just a great experience. So thank you so much for joining me here and, and walking me through my first colonic irrigation. All of it was a pleasure, doctor. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And Michelle, I hope to see you soon. Thank you. I look forward to it. One more thing, anyone in the Fort Lauderdale area, um, or heck, I'm sure people drive from all over Florida to come to you. Um, What's the best phone number to call? Well, um, the spa name is Elena Europa Spa, but the best phone number to call me is my direct line, which is 954 nine three one four nine five zero again that's nine five four nine three one four nine five zero is my direct line okay awesome. great and thank you so much thank you thank you for joining us today on this show and i want to remind you as a thank you you can visit hailingnutrition.com and use the coupon code colonic to get 10 percent off your purchases through october 31st 2021. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the Dr. Haley Show. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this exact episode with them. You can catch the show notes for this episode on www.drhaley.com. If you want to geek out with Dr. Michael Haley on other radical health topics, be sure to check out his YouTube channel where he posts exclusive video content. All the details are at www.drhaley.com and we can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.